Hello, welcome to a beautiful podcast to fall in love, an unofficial Bachelor Nation show from TV Guide. I'm Liam Matthews, and joining me in TV Guide Mansion is my co-host from Ari Season and Bachelor in Paradise, the girl with the pearl earring, Jacqueline Trumbull. Hello. How you doing? Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, Liam. I'm a little drunk. A little drunk. I'm drinking. Well, you a were just watching the in my hotel room. Mm. Well, you were just watching the the Bachelorette, so that's fine. Exactly. I just had my it's... viewing party with my friend Valerie. It was passionate. I mean, because like it was her first time watching the Bachelorette, and you always get those new converts who think it's gonna be the dumbest show ever, but then they get really into it. Yeah. Yeah. It no, Valerie. Valerie is joining the cult. Seventeen years, seventeen years on. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in Cambodia now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Have they ever been to Cambodia on any of these shows? I don't know. I not that I know Probably. of. It's actually a very difficult. I think it'd be a very difficult place to do this kind of show from because um, the cities are not particularly developed, and the landscape is littered with landmines that the United States mm. dropped during the Vietnam War. So it's actually yes. uh, you have to go in like very, very defined places like Angkor Wat, and that's a very heavily touristed place. So it would be a difficult country. Well, <laughs> on a lighter note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this week, Hara, Hara, Hara's Casino. You're drunk. I might be. You're drunk. This week, Hannah narrowed it down to her final four Jed, Tyler, Pilot Peter, and Luke. I just want to say, I, we predicted it would be Luke in the final four, I feel like, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then I changed my mind and said it was Garrett, but I was tripping. tripping. It was always Luke. Mm-hmm. So they went to the Netherlands, where Hannah told Jed she's falling in love with him. She told Tyler that he needs to open up more, and she told Mike and Connor to hit the road. The group date was Peter, Garrett, and Luke, and Garrett got in Luke's head and got him to raise his voice and threaten him, and it was very funny. Very funny. Um... But Hannah picked Luke over Garrett because there's something about this potentially violent, sexist <laughs> creep that she can't resist. Yeah. Uh, so my first question for you is, how do you think Hannah did this week? I mean, she did fine. Um, there were a couple, mo- you know, that I thought were very interesting, like when she's having her last 20 minutes, or at really 10 minutes with Garrett that she's ever going to spend with him, and she gives absolutely no hint that she's going to send him home. I found that really fascinating. Um, but she didn't, I mean, and and it was also very odd how completely she seemed to fall for Luke's bullshit this episode. Like there wasn't really any questioning about it. And she literally said, I just don't understand why these men are so mean to you. (laughs) You know, it was just like crazy, just crazy. I mean, it's like, cause she has understood and not all of a sudden she doesn't. Um, she seemed very uncomfortable in the mic date. Understand. I mean, you know, cause she knew it was going to, she knew before she went on that date, what was going to happen. Uh, I don't know if anything else, I thought the most interesting part of the episode was probably her date with Jed. I mean, from, from, from a Hannah being interesting perspective. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's ever since you said she's the most herself with Jed, I've been noticing that. Right? Yeah. 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 It was very interesting. We'll talk about it in a second, but it was a very interesting date with Jed, even though he is still not interesting at all. Except for what he yeah. does off screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll definitely get to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's yeah, that's a, that's a good point that she uh, she gave Garrett no indication that she was about to break up with him, and yeah. he had just told her she he had just told her that he was in love with her, and she was like, oh, that's nice. And then you know, it seemed like moments later she came back and really had no 
hesitation about what she had to do. She knew very odd. Garrett was gone. Yeah, very odd. Can but I just also- say I loved Garrett this episode also? Yeah. I just in, I just uh, Instagram storied at him. Very sexy photo of me eating a flower aggressively with glasses on. <laughs> so, hi, Garrett. <laughs> hi, Garrett. I guess that brings us to the second question. Mm-hmm. Um, what was funnier, 5'8 villain or baloney? Oh, my God. The 5'8 villain thing was very funny. Very funny. Not because he's short. My boyfriend's shorter than 5'8. <laughs> but it was very funny to... Uh, to see Tyler make that, to hit that below the belt and for it to just kind of feel like it wasn't mean, you know, it was just, it was, it, things have deteriorated to such a stupid point, it doesn't even matter what you say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even like, uh, as you know, I'm 5'7", so like, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> And it was, but I didn't feel like Tyler was like denigrating short guys in general. I think he was just like knew that that would irritate Luke because yeah. Luke is so clearly insecure about so many things, and <laughs> his height is going to be <laughs> one of them. Yeah, it's just you know they've tried they've tried hitting him so many other ways and in so many other spots. And this is what's so great about Tyler is he's so chill and laid back. He just he kind of just does he just says the thing that we're all ready to say before we think we are you know and so he just got to a point where he's like i don't know we're all kind of thinking it (laughs) 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 people literally i mean we're talking about it on social media for weeks because they saw a photo of him with the other guys They're like is this guy's like you know short or whatever which is like it you know again like it shouldn't be an insult but it's just this guy it's like he has an actual Napoleon complex. I mean, yeah. he he's it, the villain always seems extremely narcissistic, so I don't like you know, diagnosing people as that. But he is so you know, like Tyler said, he's such a big dog. Like he's always stomping around, so it's just very funny to hit him in a sort of meaningless, but probably does mean something to Luke way. It was yeah, it was entertaining, and it, and just is yeah. such a dismissive. Just such a dismissive way. Very, very right. Yeah, it's like you don't matter because you're short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the only uh, group I identify with. <laughs> short men. Hey, I have theories about short men. Oh yeah, uh, I think they have pretty faces and big dicks. I don't know if that should be edited <laughs> out or not. I'm pretty drunk, <laughs> but it's been confirmed repeatedly. <laughs> uh, it's your choice, oh, Liam, whether nice. to leave that in or not. It's your choice. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> that makes me feel good. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And also, but we have seen, it's also not even true that uh, villains are usually tall, because there have been short villains before. Do you remember Alex from JoJo season? He wasn't a true villain, Who? though. He was just the kind of like putz. You just wanted to smack yeah, away true. like a mosquito. He was, he, right. Well, he became the villain later on. Mm-hmm. After Chad left. Yeah, yeah. But he was one of those villains just, he, that's just like, you know, they, they, they lost their storyline. They're like, I guess we'll just aggravate this guy because he's like yeah. so stupid, you know? Yeah, he was a real Napoleon complex guy. Yeah. And then they put, remember they put him in that little gaucho outfit? <laughs> it was so embarrassing. That's, a bit <laughs> that's pretty good. 
But also, let's. So, but there was baloney too. What? Baloney was also very, very funny. Well, because that whole scene seemed so overacted, and this isn't acted, so it was really weird to watch that. Like that's what Valerie said. She's like, "Did he just overact that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but you're not supposed to." I mean, like they don't feed you lines. Like you're not supposed to be acting on this show. So I don't know how that works. I mean, he literally got up, and in his head, he's just like. I'm gonna try to be macho now, and then he yeah. he was baloney. I mean, it was really odd, <laughs> right? And his lines his lines were like lines, right? He was like, uh, "You disgust me," right? <laughs> <laughs> what? And he that's how he said it. It was like, uh, yeah, he just he, I don't know. He just doesn't know how to talk to people. I guess I don't know. He doesn't know how to be a normal person. <laughs> um, but the baloney thing was so funny. Yeah, it really made me. It really made me lol. I was surprised that Garrett leaned in. He's like, baloney, you're baloney. That's your. I'm like, Garrett, you're better than that. Come on, let's yeah. regroup. Also, he, right, it was like Luke already said that. Right, I know. He already let's- made the same <laughs> joke better than you made it. So like. Garrett's biggest joke will always be just staring at Luke and laughing at him. So you definitely do not want to lean into Luke's joke. That's not the right move. That was Garrett's only bad moment of the episode. Every other moment was good. Yeah, the finger guns. His exit was fantastic. Fantastic. And he's the only one thus far, I think, that has mentioned Hannah's perpetual uh, frostbitten, adorable nose. (laughs) <laughs> she has a she's got a little rudolph nose a little rudolph nose i know yeah um all right what are we supposed to talk about now who do you think hannah smashed in a windmill because she said this did you catch this it was like a very brief moment in um i, I noticed him I, I thought he called her a windmill or something so i thought that was like some weird metaphor for her being a slut and like letting people like go through her like a revolving door or something but i but you're probably right it was probably in a windmill that makes more sense that (sighs) it was hard to parse because i even like it was just sort of odd like it seemed like it what i took was that she was saying that she had sex with one of the other guys in a windmill twice (laughs) um Oh, and we also got confirmation from the preview that he at least makes it to Fantasy Suites. Yes, and then gets eliminated. Y- yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still, yeah. I mean, there was no, they do this thing, right, where they, they make you believe that someone gets eliminated. They did this with me, and then they don't actually get eliminated. Mm. But there's no way he's top two, so he yeah. has to. No, but I, I really think that is it. I think they're showing you him getting eliminated so that you don't bail. Like it's like no 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 don't worry he doesn't win. Oh yeah, Please. and then I guess yeah. and then I guess the twist with him is that he comes back with a ring. I'm sure he comes back. Yeah, right. I mean, but even like he'll he'll do like one last sort of hail mary and then, um, and then she'll you know just be like no it's over. I like that his last hail mary is to slut shame her one more time. Yeah right. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't work. And it's cool. But she says she had sex with somebody in a windmill. Which leads me to believe it happened this week because they're in Holland, famous for windmills. And uh, but we didn't see anybody. We didn't see any windmills. We didn't see any or anybody go into any windmills. Nobody went on a windmill in, in their date. So I don't know. That would be, that would be a very interesting edit um, because it would be extremely significant for that to happen. I mean, you don't have access to The Bachelor unless you specifically ask for it, like Connor did. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know at what point. I mean, they would have had to remove so much footage. And then somehow rewrite that narrative later on, um, yeah. you know, without any evidence of it having happened. 
Yeah. But it looks like they do fantasy suites in Greece. Mm. I mean that I got that from the the background of Luke's like Luke a shot of Luke complaining or something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know of windmills in Greece, but no, it's not like I'm an expert. Yeah, maybe it was a maybe it was a windmill somewhere else. Maybe it was a the, I mean the you know, wind farm. The most likely maybe it was Ted Kennedy's wind farm off the coast of Massachusetts. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> the Ted well he didn't have a wind farm. He was mad at a wind farm. What the most likely anyway. the most likely scenario is that. She has a one-on-one date in a windmill, a la, you know, like Becca and Ari had their date in a tent in the middle of the desert, where, by the way, there was no bathroom. That's been confirmed. Uh, And, you know, they had sex a couple of times, and then Luke was her next uh, fantasy suite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be it. And then he comes back the next week proposing. Yeah, that's probably it. Mm -hmm. It just seems weird to go on a, you know, if you're going to, if you're gonna do a windmill date, yeah, you do it in the Netherlands. Well, you'd think if you had a Dutch bachelor, you would do it in the Netherlands too. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're gonna take a break. But before we go to the break, I just want to give you a warning. Um, we're gonna talk spoilers. We're gonna talk about um, you know leaks about the ending. Um, if you don't want to hear that, if you want to remain unspoiled, uh, stop listening now. We'll miss you, but. We understand. We will miss you. Uh, back after this. Okay, we're back. And just want to, you know, just want to reiterate, there's a spoiler warning. You've been warmed. We wouldn't normally talk about spoilers. Uh, we usually try to avoid this, but uh, we have to here because this spoiler is so big that it's impossible to avoid online and it's affecting how we're watching the show. So, like, you know, there, there are other... Th- Probably other things, you know, like who who gets eliminated next, you know, stuff like that, that we will not talk about. I, I prefer to watch it unspoiled. But this one, you know, People Magazine reported on it and blah, 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 blah. So the story is, well, we're going to, Jacqueline, Aliza, our producer, she's going to explain it to us because she listened to the, to the podcast with Reality Steve. So she, <laughs> she has the full story. So what happened, Aliza? Hi. So I absolutely believe Haley Stevens, who was Jed's girlfriend. What happened was they met in October. They had their first date in November. They dated all the way through Christmas. She threw him a surprise party. They went to the Bahamas, which I'm sure you guys have seen the photo from the People magazine article. And apparently that is where they said their first official I love you's Mm. in the Bahamas. She said he seemed sincere. And... Um, that is also where he got the call to go on the show. So once he went on the show, they lost touch completely. And, but he, had, and he told her it was just going to be to promote his music career. Blah, 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 blah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And her stance was, OK, go promote your music career and then come home. But then he ended up completely just ghosting her. And she was finding out about everything that was going on from online leaks like the reality Steve. And that's also where she found out they were engaged. And she was so this is this is the thing. This is the spoiler that Jed and Hannah got engaged. Jed is the Jed is the the final one. Yes. And she found out about that online. And she also found out that there was another girl that Jed was sleeping with that reality. Steve has the text messages from. And that made her even more emotional. And I just I just felt awful for her. So but Hannah found out about, you know, she found out about. Haley from the people story too, right? This is the story. 
and um and they she has since called off the engagement. Yes. They're still together apparently, but they are no longer engaged. This is all unconfirmed. But um the Haley stuff is all true. Yes. Which is I mean this is that's a wild twist, right? That uh that she called off the like sh- they get engaged and she calls off the engagement. For sure. I I even texted you Liam that this might be the most dramatic season yet. <laughs> right? That'll be it. That'll be a So but this is all to say watching Jed on this date, watching him pull into first place like like this is the, this was the episode where Jed was like, "Oh, it's going to be it's going to be Jed now." Yeah. And then knowing what happens. What do you think, Jacqueline? What I found especially interesting was that these these episodes are edited immediately before the air. And so the editors can easily change things as um, outside information comes to light. So I was watching it wondering if they have some sort of plan for his character development or for the relationship. I, I, I mean, it's impossible to tell from this one episode. Um, it's just a question I have in my head going forward. Mm-hmm. Like every time they show Jed, you know, are they playing him up in some way to make him seem hypocritical? Mm-hmm. Are they, sh- are they, even I was, th- did this come out before or after last episode? Before. So even last episode, I was wondering if they intentionally put all that music stuff in to make him seem like he was there for fame. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's just an interesting question to ask going forward. Because, I mean, they did that in Ari's season, right? Like, Lauren was essentially a ghost in the first few episodes. And then they had to make her much more prominent going forward. Obviously, she was the runner-up, so she was prominent to begin with. But they had to, you know, they had to really bolster that relationship. Yeah. So, and I mean, that I mean that happened mid-airing when, when he switched gears. So, that I mean, literally, they had to edit the show differently. And that's very likely going on now. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it'll just it'll be very very interesting to see how this unfolds because cuz it's going to it's going to affect the outcome of the show. Yes. Mhm. I do think it's odd that she broke off the engagement but they're still dating. I don't know what that yeah, means. Yeah, that's not going to last. That's a that's a Yeah, well, I mean it's a symbolic gesture and it and I'm I don't know. I mean it it, may, it makes sense in a way. It'd be like I look I can't promise you forever, but let's Let's keep going. I, in a way, it makes perfect sense, which is that people don't typically do that. So it's I, I don't. It's sort of unprecedented. I mean, yeah. like I don't. I don't know what I would derive from a from a partner saying like we're not engaged anymore, but let's keep dating. And you have the extra, the extra added layer of um, we have to we have to role model. You know, I mean, she. I always felt bad for Becca Kufrin when Garrett was caught up in that. Uh, Instagram meme con- meme controversy mm-hmm. because she she a, had different different political views, but she also was like a role model, especially for her political views. And so she's put in a really difficult position where she's in love with this person, understands him, and believes him, and thinks that he's a good person, but also is being called upon by all these people to denounce his behavior. It's like, well, what you know, what are you supposed to do in that situation? And I want, I'm wondering if Hannah is in a similar boat. Yeah, right, right. Because she has to do something, but she doesn't want to end her relationship because she has at this point something very deep with him and mm-hmm. very real and you know, the the past is a very muddy past, especially when it comes to the show. Yeah. So it's what is what does she do that's a compromise? So I'm wondering if it's that or if it's a sort of a sensible like I don't trust you anymore, but we're in this thing and I still want to rebuild something. Yeah. It could be either. Yeah, like let's pump the brakes a little bit. You know, we're in the real world now. Yeah. Um 
we don't have to get engaged so quickly. You know, we're still we're still getting to know each other. Obviously, we're still getting to know each other because I didn't know about this. And even like, um, I still don't think what Jed did. I mean, he didn't. It sounds like he didn't break up with this girl. Like, it sounds like he was in a relationship with this girl when he went on yeah. the show. But I mean, like last week with the limited information, I didn't think it was that bad because I was like, oh, they were dating for a couple months and then he pressed pause or whatever and went on the show. I mean, that kind of thing happens, but. I, I saw a little bit of the article where it looks like he told her he loved her. I mean, once you pass that bridge, yeah. like that's kind of that's crossing the Rubicon. So I don't know why. I mean, he at least shouldn't have ghosted her. Yeah, it's pretty shitty. Yes, you could say. Well, he can't, but he also can't say, "Hey, I'm engaged now." <laughs> but it's happened on this show. I mean, Jordan Kimball had a girlfriend when he went on Paradise, got engaged to Jenna, and then the day they were engaged, had to break up with his girlfriend over the phone while Jenna was in the room. Brutal. Yeah, and she's publicized that information, so yeah. it's whatever. Yeah, it, but yeah, I mean, it happens because people go on for business reasons, as Jed said that he did. Yeah, and then you get caught up in everything, uh, but you still do have a responsibility to other people out in the world. Yeah, yeah, and I don't even necessarily think Jed is insincere. Like maybe he really does have these feelings for Hannah. I mean, obviously there's something there between them because Hannah is completely you know, head over heels about this dude. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm kind of tired of talking about Jed on this episode. Thank you, Elisa. Um, You're welcome. And we well, would can we talk about, can we talk about Hannah in relation to Jed, that date? Yeah. What I found really interesting about this date, once again, I think that Jed is like, doesn't really have a personality. So I don't find him that interesting to watch, but it was interesting how the, the script was flipped. And suddenly he was asking her to be open and emotional. I mean, he was playing Bachelor and she was the contestant and she was being asked to be open and vulnerable. I don't know. That was just a really interesting moment where, again, Hannah seems like, you know, in most in most seasons, the lead bleeds to the background. It's all about the contestants. In this season, it's all Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. And it was like she was a contestant again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It was like um, she she was giving him more you know right right it's also kind of interesting to me how she can be so transfixed by luke and jed at the same time i mean she's clearly she's chosen her winner and she's gonna have other people who confuse her and tempt her but luke is such a thorn in her side that it's like once once you've chosen your winner, why do you why do you keep the thorn around? At this point, I'm I'm kind of wondering if there's producer influence, but at the same, I don't know. But she, I don't know. I don't, she really does seem to like him. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I found absolutely every episode very very convincing until this one. It's not that I was. It's not that I think that there's producer manipulation. I'm just not manipulation, but convincing. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. they literally tell the lead, you have to keep this person on, and that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. It could have happened here, but that doesn't usually happen until, like, into the final four. Right. And she clearly this keeps him around yeah. another week. Yeah, so something's going on. But it's just, I mean, at this point, they're not talking about anything. And I don't know. We, we can save this for the Luke portion. Yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. But yeah, it's so just, we're gonna... It's weird, it's weird that she's so sold on Jed, and yet she's still keeping this other guy around. Because it's like... Hannah, you know, you've already, you're in the home stretch. Like, what are you, what's this? Why, why are you keeping this other person who's clearly dying off? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe she's, I mean, maybe she's just waiting for him to, uh, she's waiting for him to truly disqualify himself. 
I don't know. Um, so we're going to take a break. We'll talk about a little bit more after this. All right, Jacqueline, we're going to talk quickly about some of the other guys. Um, to her date with Mike, the best moment of her date with Mike, and one of my favorite moments of the season, was uh, Hannah crying while looking at Dutch Masters. It was so luxurious. Oh, excellent. But the best moment was when she compared herself to St. Catherine uh, while saying goodbye to Mike. Did you catch that? Amazing. Amazing. She's like, all these men were behind her. She was holding a sword, and I just felt like that was me. I mean, I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah, a sword and a body. I don't know anything about St. Catherine, but I'm guessing that her problems extended past having too many <laughs> men to choose from. <laughs> uh, it, was, it, was, it, was just, it was just beautiful. I don't know. It was like... Uh, just just and there was like it was like i was like this is like something at a game of thrones like with the cello score and the tears and the and the beauty it was great i liked when the editors have a sense of humor you know because what had happened yeah. was she just got out of another interview with bill dixon right and so then they're like do a contemplation shot and so she goes into this hallway completely messed up after her interview talking about mike and how she knows she's gonna dump him and like just stare at these paintings and they probably mentioned something like, look at this woman with a bunch of men and like she has to cut off one of their heads, which is what she, and so then she empathized with it a little bit too much and a little bit too little, you know, and then just the tears kept streaming and the editors were just like, this is so good. This is so good. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and they had a heyday. I loved it. I loved it. And then uh, there's so, I mean, this is a great episode. There's great stuff. And then the other thing was we knew Mike was finished when he said, my wife. And Hannah made a face like, mm. I've really, I, I mean, you know, I mean, the race issue is, is big on the show. And I really did not like it with Mike because it was clear that she was not into him for weeks. And I mean, they, you know, they kept it around. It was just, it was just so clear and so uncomfortable that he was kept around longer than she wanted him to be there. I mean, like literally every time she had to kiss him, she seemed uncomfortable. And how, like, how shitty is that yeah. to watch? And that's not, I don't, I didn't like that. It's disrespectful no. to Mike. him. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Mike deserves better. Yeah. Mike does deserve better. And it's, you know, and like these people, they do get in your head. I mean, he obviously thought there was something going on with them. They probably enhanced it. I mean, he probably saw the writing on the wall a little bit more than it seemed like on the show, but there were obviously quotes that made him seem like he was really invested in this and believing in it more than he probably should have. And it was just painful. Yeah. So, um, Tyler, typically strong showing from Tyler. Um, yeah, I thought he was going to whatever. Talked about his parents' voice. Talked about his parents. Did I say divorce? Divorce. It's parents' divorce. <laughs> um, he always talks about his pops. He calls his dad his pops. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was. A, I thought it was kind of a moving divorce story. You know. Do you know what I? His pops bought the house that he'd always dreamed of, and then the market collapsed, and his parents got divorced. That's a sad story. I thought that Tyler. I, I thought this was a bit of an empty episode for him, actually. But what I did like is that I figured out that he looks like a cross between Patrick Swayze and Sylvester Stallone and someone else who's really hot. Hmm. But there's like, That's there's elements. There's elements of those two people. Because he looks like a classic Hollywood figure with a little bit of Sylvester's like, like. I don't see any Sylvester Stallone, really? but Sylvester Stallone is also short. No, not his, not his height. He's his a short face. King. His kind of claymation, like, punched in face a little bit. 
I don't know. Next time I, I'll I'll watch Tyler for uh for some for some Sly Stallone. I don't know. I haven't seen that. I don't know. He definitely looks like a, I mean he he has a very Hollywood look for sure. Right. And then Connor it was too little too late from Connor. Right. Yeah. Now, is it better to be eliminated in a private conversation like this or during a rose ceremony? Um I mean, I don't know. I I think that he I, I think that he went in with a decent strategy, which was, I can't get my one-on-one time with her otherwise, so I'll try to get it now. But she had already made up her mind, and so like yeah. there, you know, it it was just too easy for her to like, or it it was too hard for her to have a conversation with her where she kept him around and then had to dump him later. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there. I don't know. But it's hard when you're in it. I mean, you don't really. Sometimes you know where you stack up, and sometimes you don't. It, it's hard. It was hard yeah. in my season because Ari's Ari's season was actually very linear. Like he wasn't showing preferential treatment to any particular person. So it's kind of hard to relate because she clearly is. She's clearly showing preferential treatment to Jed and Tyler and Luke and Luke. Yeah. And also Connor, I think he just he doesn't have. Uh, you know, kind of assertive personality to compete for attention with these other guys. No, but but so you never know what's happening off camera. Like the the can the editors rewrite the story afterwards. He could be having amazing one on one time with her throughout, and you would never know. But they know he wasn't though. No, he wasn't. But he could have been. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm biased because of my experience, but. Mm. Once they have their top four, they have a time limit, right? They're like, we have our top four and we have our villain and we have our counter villain, like the person who's going to challenge the villain constantly. That's six people already that they need to give significant camera time to. So you may have somebody, yeah. you know, with a with a good story, with a good connection, whatever, but they literally just don't have time to show that narrative. And you could have somebody in the top four yeah. who's pretty boring, but because they made it to the top four, they have to give that person time. So you, you don't really know. That's why I feel bad with like Dylan and Dustin characters. They had a story with her. They weren't just like dragged along for no reason. But, you know, they're going to get less time than somebody who, you know, like uh, like Cam, who got who, who ruffled feathers in the beginning and was entertaining. So a lot of people with good connections get get lost <laughs> like me. <laughs> oh, he'll probably be in paradise, though. So he'll get his he'll get his shot. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and then, so then there was a group date, um, and they're doing something interesting. Like this is a new format that they started doing last season, um, which I think it kind of happened, um, sort of organically, Mm -hmm. like they didn't necessarily plan it last season, but then it worked. So they did it again this, this season, um, where the, a group of three, evolves into a two-on-one like this so there's no designated two-on-one like they're used to well be. do you know what's fascinating uh, about this a- though is that both of these seasons they first i exited well you know because this happened on my season are you talking is this the last season you're talking about or did this happen on colton's too this happened on colt so it had well on colton's it was it was ca- it was, it was actually it was, it was a group day about a four and then it tr- got whittled down to three and then it was hannah g cassie and kerpa and uh, he gave the rose to hannah g before dinner and then he, then it was Cassie and Kerpa. And then uh, this this season it was, um, she let P- Pilot Peter go and then it was um, G- 
Garrett. And that Lee. also happened on Ari's. He gave it to Kendall. And then it was Tia versus Becca who were having a feud. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm wrong. Don't listen to me. But all I was saying, I, so, so I thought you were just talking about those two seasons, in which case both Connor and I defected. And so then you had a very, you had a very clean three people. You could give it to the safe person and then have the two feuding people. Yeah. So it, you know it's very clean and possibly planned. You never know. Um. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a new trend. Yeah. Maybe it's just that there's no two on one. Maybe that's just what I'm picking up on. Yeah. I don't know. But it was. I don't know. It was a great. It was a great date though, because Garrett, Garrett just trying to psych Luke out and succeeding, because all he had to do was just stare at him and smile. It was really, really funny. Yeah, this was the first week, though, I was not happy that Luke got the rose. I was like, I'm kind of over this dude. I mean, I'm glad that he, I'm glad we get to see the big Hannah, like, woman empowerment moment with the slut shaming and everything. But this, this, like, it's the same conversation every time. And it's getting tiring now. And I'm not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're over. And I liked. Hannah seems a little I liked Garrett in this episode. So I was just like, damn it. You know, because before we were just sacrificing people that weren't getting any screen time. So it wasn't that big of a deal, and it was better to keep seeing this like connection of the person you just you know you shouldn't like, but you do. And now I'm like, Ugh, you know, you're gonna pick, you're gonna pick Jed. Yeah, and also we're at hometowns now, so the conflict between guys is over. Yeah, yeah. They won't be together anymore. So yeah, so no drama with the dudes. I mean, it's kind of cool because that's been so played out at this point. Um, and so now we can like really see what's legitimate between the two of them. But what bothers me is that they have not had any conversation besides Garrett said this in like four episodes, except today he said that he had a shower and saw probably St. Catherine. I mean, it was like, (laughs) (laughs) God talked to him in the shower, but we already knew that. So that wasn't even new information. We knew that since the the premiere. Oh, Oh, yeah. That was part of his intro package that God talked to him in the shower. Yeah. He was like, it's not like I became a perfect person overnight. It took some time, but (laughs) here I am. (laughs) Hannah was like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You're not a perfect person. So that's it. Next week, hometowns. We're in the we're in the home stretch here. Do you like the hometowns episode? Sometimes. I think it's one of the most boring episodes of the season. I also think it's one of the most important, so I suffer through it, but it is slow. Sometimes. I do think, I think the best sequence I've ever seen on this show, outside of Ari and Becca's breakup, uh-huh. was uh, Rachel and Dean's hometown date. <laughs> you remember With that? The mung beans. Yeah. So that, if it's like that, it'll be great. But very often it's very boring. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I think Luke's. I think Luke's. Will be interesting. He's probably got an interesting family. We'll try to get, just try to glean whatever insight we can mm-hmm. about this guy mm-hmm. from from his. Family. I mean, from the preview, it seemed like even his dad kind of hates him. So, <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense, actually. If if he he probably has like a very intense sports dad, would be my guess. Yeah, his dad's probably like five ten. Looks down on him. <laughs> We'll see what happens. But until then, I'm Liam Matthews. I'm Jacqueline Trumbull. 
This has been a beautiful podcast to follow in love. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Bye. Whether it's a new Netflix original, the latest season of a long-running network drama, or a reevaluation of a legendary comedy series, TV Guide is the place for fans to come and find out about their favorite shows and movies. And, with our help, discover some new favorites as well. From our Watch This Now recommendations and newsletter to our WTF Just Happened video series, TV Guide is the premier hub for people who love TV as much as we all do to come and hang out. Visit us at TV Guide Guide.com, follow us on social media at TV Guide, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TV Guide, for all this great free content. And let us help you find your next binge.